We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Every once in a while, you need a little wake-up call, a little reminder that things matter to you, a little something-something. To put in your coffee in the morning so you know that you are alive and well and you take this stuff seriously, very seriously. That you don't just get up in the morning and try to get through the day and get a paycheck, but you really put something into this world and this life that you live. And you care a lot deeply about things that you do during the day. Every once in a while, you need a little oomph, a little kick in the fan, a little something, something that tells the world that yes, indeed, you're going to come out every day and compete. And every once in a while, you got to throw a punch. You got to hit somebody right in the nose and see if you get blood out of the ears because the every once in a while, you got to wake them up and let them know you won't take it anymore. Yesterday was a great day in, in some respects for Twins baseball. This whole weekend was. Toronto comes to town. And, and it's, it's the craziest series because, first of all, all these Blue Jay fans show up. And I didn't anticipate, I didn't know, maybe they're feeling you know, repressed from COVID, et cetera, et cetera. And, and they're everywhere in the streets. And they go to the game. And then, and then you got this, this concert with Swindell, and, and that brings in a whole bunch of people. I didn't even know uh, that much about him. Uh, I thought, Grace Swindell's, I thought he's a pitcher now. He's, he's singing a, and, and so you get that to start it, and Toronto wins, and then Twins win a couple. And then Toronto wins with this controversial ending yesterday. And Rocco Baldelli takes center stage afterwards and explains who he is and what he believes and what he's about. Every once in a while, you need somebody to do that. Jerry Burns is sitting up in heaven with a big smile on his face. See, and see, I'm not the only one that gets upset after a game, but it was good. It was good theatrics. And it's worth reviewing because if I could find an excuse um, to to uh, allow for Rocco Baldelli, did, did you bleep out the stuff that needs to be bleeped out? This was coming straight from uh, straight from the twins. Okay, so this came straight from the twins. This came Chuck. straight from the twins. Edited, unedited. It was at the unedited. Discussion. This is a, this is what the twins put up. So we'll. Uh, I've got the delay on just in case. This is from the twins website. This is okay. from the, yeah. This is from the twins Learfield portal. So now, now see you got everybody's attention because you're oh what might he have said? It's like what Sid Hartman used to say. You know, maybe I shouldn't say this. And as soon as he said that, you just tune in. Oh, it's like Be- because his filter bell. was so yeah, his filter was so <laughs> out there that if he had decided to even think about what he's about to say, you'd go, "Whoa, I gotta listen!" Because Sid said that he might not even maybe he shouldn't say this. Anyway, well, you, can't, you can't spell Rocco without R. You can't spell Rocco without R. That's right. Anyway, 
the question I have for you, our listening audience, is do you think Rocco did this in complete control of his emotions and he did it thinking through analytically exactly what he was saying because he wanted the attention of Major League Baseball and his team? Or do you think this was purely an emotional reaction to a competitive situation, i.e. proving that none of us are in complete control of our emotions and all of us, even Rocco Baldelli, can go into rage mode? Six five one four six one nine two two six six five one four six one nine two two six. You can text us. You can call us here now if you miss some of it. Post game, Rocco Baldelli yesterday after what he perceived to be a blown reverse call. I wasn't given an explanation because, truthfully, there's no explanation to give on that play. That was probably one of the most chicken shit things I've ever seen on a baseball field done to a team. That play has not been called since the beginning of replay more than a couple of times. In all of baseball, the thousands and thousands of games and plays at home where the catcher actually does block the plate over and over and over again, that play has virtually never been called. And for someone to step in in that situation and ultimately make a decision that that was blocking the plate, that's beyond embarrassing for our game, for all the players out there on both sides of the field working their ass off for the entire game. It's completely unacceptable. I can't even believe I'm sitting here talking to you guys about this right now. It's one of the worst moments I think we've seen of umpiring in any game I've ever been a part of in baseball. And I think it was pathetic what, what just played out. I could go on and on and on about this. The umpires on the field have nothing to do with it. They made a play on the field, which is the right call, which every person in all of baseball, including the umpires, know is the proper call. And someone in New York decided that that was ver- worthy of being overturned on the field. It's f- awful. 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 In every possible way. And, you know, you look for, you know, some, you're looking for the umpires to keep things in order on the field. The guys here did, and the guys that are in, in, in the replay booth clearly did not. And it, I thought it was pathetic. There you go, Rocco Baldelli. If you missed it, it was worth another listen. It was great theater yesterday. I was driving around town listening to first the call with Corey and Dan, and then the post game. Chris Adbury said, "Ah, you're gonna want to stick around for this one." Rocco Baldelli's post game press conference. He didn't hold back, so I'm sitting in like uh, this is like old school, right? I pull off because I want to hear this, and I, and I don't want to get home too soon and get distracted. So I'm sitting in this parking lot of some bank or something because I got to hear what Rocco had to say, and it didn't disappoint. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I believe, knowing Rocco like I do, I don't know him, you know, super super well, but well enough. He's been here long enough, and I've spent enough time with him. I think, I believe that a lot of that, he was in complete control over. It wasn't just that he let go or missed. You know, I, I believe that he knew um, the cause and effect. He knew he'd be fined for it. He knew he could be suspended for it. I believe, even though it wasn't that far removed from the game, I believe that to an extent it was calculated because he knew what had happened and he wanted to right the ship and he wanted to get the attention of his team going down the stretch. I believe that based on conversations that I've had with Rocco in the past, including one 
where I remember we were sitting there as the first year he was here, and we're sitting in the dugout, and and I said, "You just never get angry, you know." At the, at the, and, he, and he says, "You know, I, I find it kind of ridiculous that two grown men need to yell at each other. I find that to be kind of ridiculous." Well, that was before Whit Merrifield uh, took advantage and, and, and had the call overturned. Maybe, maybe now he sees it rejustified, and maybe the emotion and 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 the, and the four years in the big league as a manager gets the better of him, but. The point being, he didn't set out to be like that. So I think that it was calculated. I think that he just wanted the attention of some people because I think he's cerebral and a real intellectual. But it also goes to show to an extent that even those that are cerebral and intellectual have another gear they can go to. And when that button's pushed, it's pushed hard. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Terry Steinbach will join us in the 7 o'clock hour, a former big league catcher, to tell us what is and isn't acceptable uh, and how he sees the Twins trending right now. Let's go to Rick in the East Metro. Rick, you're on. Hi, Max. You love your show. Hey, uh, Rocco was just channeling his inner Guardy. Yeah, I, I, I see that. The contrast between he and Guardy is fairly um, profound because Guardy to get thrown out in the third inning, you you almost expected it. We hadn't seen that from Rocco. But maybe everybody's got yeah, some Guardy in them, huh? Well, absolutely, but I agree with you. Rocco first thought strategically, do I go guardy? And he said, absolutely, because it was a bad call, number one. And number two, I don't really stand up and yell for my team too much. And I have, I picked my spots. Here's the spot. I'm letting guardy go. And if you looked at the emotion in his face, his face was flush. His, his veins were popping. So there was emotion there. But I agree. It started with the strategy and then go guardy the whole way. And he was right. It was a bang, bang play. Terrible call out of New York. He was absolutely correct. I agree with you, Rick. Six five one four six one nine two two six. But I, I think that he recognized the moment. And he said, this is a moment that we can do something with it for our team. For these last couple of months, for these last seven weeks, two months, whatever it is, two months left, I guess they extended early October this time, and and I and I think he he, he saw that as a place to to inject himself and, and to get the attention of his team and say, hey boys, th- this is how hard we play this game. We're in this. It means that much. I'll put myself out there. I'll take the fine. I'll take the suspension because I'm not going to put up with this BS, and you shouldn't either. So if Clayton Kershaw throws inside on you, you better be throwing inside on the Dodgers, whatever it is, the cause and effect that comes from it. Um, I think he's very in tune with, and I think that was his ultimate goal yesterday. Now, some might say you can't do that. You just got to burn on pure emotion once in a while and let it fly. It's true. That's when I always get in trouble, but it is true. But I think that it, w- it was that combination of he was really upset, and he was smart enough to recognize the moment. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Sports to the max on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Welcome back. Rocco's reaction would if I if I had a maybe we should start naming segments. I'll call this Rocco's reaction. This segment. And then, oh, then, perfect! And, because now I know how to label it on the podcast. Yep, and then, and then seven o'clock will be Steiny's take. Okay. Oh, okay. Seven thirty five. Uh, Lagos legacy continues. Um, See now I got to write them. Eight oh five, Saintly Aronson, and, and there's little teases for you to, to tune in. But there you've got them, right? 
Yes, you will have to this tell is, him to this me is again. Rocco's reaction. And Rocco reaction. Steiny's take will be seven oh five. Steiny take. Okay, got it. Okay, good. got it. Let's go to Donovan on line one. If you want to jump in, six five one four six one nine two two six. I maintain that most of what Rocco did yesterday was directed yes at at, at the system, not the umpires on the field because they didn't really have a say in it. Uh, the system, and 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 number two at his team. Internally, a, a, a way to blow off steam and let them know how intense you have to be to try to win this time of year. I think that's what he calculated into this thing. That's what I think. Donovan on line one, you're on. Yeah, I, I'm actually a soccer official. Soccer. And uh, the rules are that uh, whatever the referee's decision is, it's that decision and that's it. Okay. Yes, I agree that he uh, has... Uh, input to do make a decision but he uh he doesn't need to blow up i i know it's this is an adult game but uh you know he he needs to control his his environment uh just because of his fans and because of his players and opponents and stuff like that but maybe he was trying to take a situation and get something out of it by blowing up oh i agree with that yeah i agree with that it's just that uh, you know that's what the umpires are there for. Is they're supposed to they're supposed to talk it out, and he's not he doesn't get the right to blow up on them. But he does. And they have, they, he does have the right to blow up, and they have the right to throw him out of the game. Well, they should have thrown him out right away. They did. They should have, and then no 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 uh, no uh, uh, no feedback. He gets zero. He gets zero. He gets thrown out of the game. Yeah, he just gets thrown out of the game. I'd, I'd throw him out of the game for six games if it was me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Thank, I mean, you, for your, thank you for your call. Yeah. I mean, um, soccer's a little bit different than baseball. I mean, this is part of baseball. This is what we do in baseball. We we, we, we get mad and we get angry and we get upset. And, 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 and you, you know, you, you can be friends sometimes with the guy that you blew up on. That can happen. Uh, you know, Tim Cheetah told the story one time when when he was working a game for Atlanta, and and he threw Bobby Cox out of the game, and it was it was it was a Donnybrook. They went toe to toe the whole thing. So Cox leaves the game, and the game goes extra innings. And after the tenth inning or something like that, uh, Tim, who's doing home plate, decides he needs to use the restroom because the game's extending longer than he would. And nature calls, so he goes back to use the restroom, and there's Bobby Cox sitting in a room. Uh, in a towel or something, you know, as he walks by. And he says, Bobby looks at him and says, Timmy, you're calling a good game tonight. <laughs> that was after they'd gone toe-to-toe. Um, let's go to Archer, Chris Archer, uh, who has known uh, Rocco Baldelli for a long time, uh, with his take on the play at the plate and, and, and what, what he saw from Rocco Baldelli. Gosh, all of that just unfold. Yeah, we've uh, we've seen that play a lot since since replay came in, and um, that looked like a play that would not get overturned. Um, I know there's a couple different definitions of the rule. <clears throat> um, ball taking him depends on if the ball takes him to the play. Does he block the play before the ball gets there? Does he have a lane? It looked like the ball took him there. His foot was off the ground, so he could have slid under. Okay, play the next cut that he had to say. What he had to say. That's I've known Rocco for about ten years, and that's the most adamant I've ever seen him about anything because he is a mellow, laid back person. Um, but 
I don't think that it was unjust. There you go. So if you don't stick up for yourself, if you don't stick up for your team, then what kind of a leader are you? If if you don't have the people that you're managing, if if you don't have their back, then what do you got? You, you got a fractured clubhouse. You got a team saying, well, why isn't he sticking up for us? Why isn't he fighting the fight? If, if Rocco Baldelli doesn't fight that tooth and nail, his players are going to say, well, you ask us to go out there and play all out. Why, why aren't you fully vested here? Why aren't you in the game? You're not going to jump up and down and scream about a play like, you know, we've seen this, this play and it's never been overturned. And you're just going to sit in the dugout and say, that's okay. But you want me to go out there and bust my butt for nine innings or 10? What I'm getting at here is a lot of people don't see what really happens inside a game in an organization. The players want to know that the manager has their back. The players want to know that that manager is not going to let them be stepped on by an umpire or anybody else. The players want to know that. And that was a lot of the consideration, I think, that Rocco took yesterday. Here's a text. Maxie, I saw the play three times, and Rocco was correct. Just think of the game situation, the Twins players' feelings as well. That's what I'm talking about. The throw is in time where it should be. Gary, meaning Gary Sanchez, applied the tag uh, the only way he could and did not deliberately knock home, block home plate. Bingo. The runner was out, no physically. Uh, uh, was I, Then I lost it. Um, Anyway, we lose these texts sometimes. They get they get uh, uh, broken up. Um, let's see. Um, Maxi, regardless of the situation, baseball is a family game. It was youth day for heaven's sake. Don't use profanity. It demonstrates you have poor command of the English language. Really bad form. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on profanity, but it's not like Rocco uses it all the time. And it's not like, uh, and you know, to me, that, that that spoke to just how upset he was knowing that he was looking at cameras and the microphone and he still chose to use that language. Um, and then we have other ones. Umpires blew the call. Calls, bad calls could be made. Umpires are there to umpire the game. Blah, 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 blah. I got you. But once in a while, you got to take a stand. And if you don't stand up for yourself, what's the old saying? I remember a coach saying this once to me team, you know, the pep talk. He says, if you don't stand up for something, then when somebody's going to urinate in your face and tell you it's raining, you'll just accept it. Okay? I remember that as a post-game. Whatever we had not done well, whatever. And Rocco stuck up for his team and the people that uh, deliver for him. And if they're out there giving it their best shot, and they've got them in first place, and they're making money for this organization and this team... Uh, he better be on the other end working on covering their back um, because that's just the way it has to be. That's the choice to be made yesterday. I think it was the right choice. Now, in terms of um, what that does for a team, and, and, and we'll, we'll take you through the mechanics of the play and what, what is allowed and what is not, to do that we will bring on an all-star catcher and uh, former World Series champion and a guy that was a bench coach uh, by the name of Terry Steinbach. He knows a whole lot about that position. 
uh, and what goes into it and what he saw. Plus, he knows a whole lot about um, what you do as a manager to try to bring out the best in your team and how you pick your places and all that stuff when you're in a season. And uh, he played for Tony LaRusso and Tom Kelly, so they know just a little bit about some of that stuff. And so, and he, and he was on the staff with Gardy as well. In fact, he got to manage a lot of games because Gardy would decide it was time <clears throat> to have a conversation with the umpire, and the next thing you know, Stani would be in charge. So we'll talk to him about all that and all of the above uh, next. This is Sports to Max. This is News Talk 830. This is WCCO. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.